0: Hello and welcome to the Emotive Pixels podcast. This is season two, episode four, Death Stranding, where we try to not only decide if this is a good game, but also, spoiler alert, try to spoil the plot, which I'm not even sure we're going to be able to do. Probably not very well. With me today, besides myself, Nate, we have Craig Schumann. Welcome, Craig. I have a question for you. Yes. Were you lonelier or more fulfilled during COVID-19? Can I say both? You can. I mean, that's kind of the terrible answer. I would
1: say that I was lonelier during COVID-19, but it was by the nature of seeing my shared friends being so connected. What? <laughs> uh, unpack that. Are we processing something right now? I think we're processing something. I personally was so enveloped in work and things going on that were taking up so much of my time that I was seeing people that were doing, you know, these get togethers and game nights and having like, you know, these experiences of shared, you know, connectedness from their independence faces. And I wasn't taking part of those. So I think I was lonelier by nature of being more busy at my own, you know, professional life.
0: Yeah. Cause work was tough during that period, right?
1: Yeah. Work was tough. Work was incredibly busy. Work was, uh, all consuming in a way that didn't really allow for much opportunity for like introspection or how do I reflect on what do I do with all this time that I'm inside and stay on work a bit longer in the days? Wow.
0: Um, how about you? I felt I definitely, I think really early on when we were like in actual lockdown, America's brief flirtation with lockdown. Yeah. Uh, It was so brief. uh, I I felt lonely, but I still had good friends around. And I spent so much time on Discord that it didn't feel too different. And then honestly, over the course of the year, I learned to lean more heavily on Discord. And I, the friendships that I did keep, like picking a quarantine buddy was cool. Yeah. Um, And that created a kind of friendship where there wasn't one before. So I guess I would say I felt more fulfilled. My job took off during that period. I think it was a good year.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about. Like, is it a good year for us? I mean, you can get an old stay stress out. What, what does that mean for our own privilege of what that year looked like for us as well? As yeah. far as what comfort and things that we could have based on our, on our health and it's being a, able to stay home? It's a
0: big yikes. Yeah, much like this game. Okay, great. So, before we humiliate the host by making him try to describe the plot... Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Is this a good game? Do you recommend Death Stranding? How many caveats
1: do I need to associate to that before I can actually give a real statement? I'm going to pull a
0: hardball and say you got to give me a yes or a no.
1: Yes, I recommend it. Okay. Have you recommended it to other people?
0: Yes. I also would recommend it and have recommended it,
1: yeah. I think that even if you only experience a small gap of it or a small, I guess, hour or two of it, I think that can tell you enough to, to kind of move forward. I think it's worth picking up to at least start that experience and see, you know, if you want to continue.
0: Agreed. Wow, I thought that was going to be the bulk of this podcast.
1: Yeah, me too. I definitely thought there was going to be a challenge of determining, you know, if and how to recommend it to someone. But, I mean, a hard yes or no, I think there's only one way, and I think you just have to go,
0: yeah, yeah. give it a shot. Okay. Did Why wouldn't you recommend it? Yeah, when we thought of answering this question, it seemed challenging, and there's something to that.
1: I, yeah, that's why I asked if there's how many caveats, and then you were like, nope, hardball, yes or no. Right. <laughs> uh, why wouldn't I? Um,
0: kind of cut off the discussion. It's a bit What's the word? Bloviating. That's the word. Good word. But no one who's thinking, no one knows about the game that doesn't know it's a Kojima game, and I guess this has been par for the course for many of his games. Yeah. Has there been a, like, restrained Kojima project ever? P.T.? Okay. Okay. Yeah, like...
1: My... Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Mm. But... Hum... Outside I mean right, that's a teaser that's intentionally restrained. Um
0: Yeah, I, no doubt the full version of PT would have been.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um I think when considering you know, if you recommend it to someone, I don't know if Kojima is necessarily, you know, like a precursor to knowing if you can recommend it or what someone can go into it with.
0: That's fair. I had never played any of his games.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think it might give you a context of there might be something weird going on here or something like not ordinary, or at least you have a suspicion that all is not what it's going to seem. Um, but I don't know if you would have much more context from that.
0: I think the only thing not to recommend is the unexpected length of how long you'll be sitting for a cutscene. No, I think that's entirely Kojima related. Okay.
1: That's (laughs) that's always been the thing. (laughs) That has always been the thing. It's like, oh, am I going to watch a movie or play a game? And the answer is usually both. Okay. Um, No, I think from a a gameplay perspective, that's where you might get into how you'd want to recommend it or not recommend it, right? If you give it to someone that is used to something that has a bombastic opening and gets you right into the action and has you doing a bunch of things to like stimulate you and then you give them this and say hey go wander around for a while and go walk between places back and forth and hopefully that's fulfilling like that's a hard
0: sell (laughs) that's fair yeah okay I think that's a great segue into the topic I would love to avoid trying to describe the plot of this game um, okay. So, where, where is you? it set? Iceland. Already off to a rock-rolling start here. Yeah, but I'm right. I mean, you're not wrong. At the beginning of the game, are you in the United States of America, or is your goal to re-found the United Cities of America? I mean, you're technically in the landmass known as the United States. Oh, okay. Just geographically. Yeah, yes. just geographically. Yes, we are in the continent of America. The country, <laughs> North America. There we go. All right, America specifically. All right, fair enough. Um, we are Norman Reedus, whose name in this game is Sam Porter Bridges. Yep. Who works for the Bridges Company. Also true. Um, and we are pulled in through plot into helping our mom. Okay. Who is the. Daughter of the president, of, of the former president? No, the current, we think it's the current president of the United States. Cities, United Cities. Yep. We discover that the president is very sick, but the nation doesn't know about it. And the daughter is has gone out west in order to try to reconnect all the cities of the United Cities of America with an internet-like phenomenon known as the chiral network. She sends you a hologram of herself saying please come rescue me I'm in what uh the daughter right yes portnat no west not what is portnat city Knot Port, city which is on the west coast and you're in the dc region to begin so it says it edge not city that would make sense can we just call it los angeles knot
1: city right that i mean that's a fair point it is edge not city okay great
0: so your goal in this game sets up from the beginning to be to cross America and rescue Amelie, your sister who is going to take on the mantle of the president of the United States. Cities of Iceland. I mean, America. The game looks a lot like Iceland. It was definitely mo-capped and like texture-capped in Iceland. There's, yeah. It's not... Yeah, it's not even... It's close. not U.S. by any stretch of the imagination. No. Other than, I guess, the cultural commentary. Um. So that's the spoiler-free version of the plot that you're set up with. But what ends up happening at the end of the game is you discover Amelie, the woman you're trying to rescue, is actually an EE, an extinction entity, who is born with an umbilical cord, as have all creatures throughout history that have spawned the beginning of extinction events, which Kojima poses the four main extinction events of Earth's history, have been from extinction entities born with an umbilical cord. And yes, that even includes, like, ammonites being born with umbilical cords, which someone watching my stream loudly well actually only mammals have umbilical cords, and then the game proceeded to explain that, yes, we know only mammals have umbilical cords. That's part of what makes the extinction entities so special. So long story short, Amelie is born as one of these extinction entities, which means she can cross the divide between the worlds of the living and the dead, and as such, she represents what she feels is a a um, an extinction event that she believes won't bring total extinction to humanity, but will kill most of it, with the side effect of increasing humanity's uh, genetic resistance to future extinction events by allowing them to gain dooms, which your protagonist has, which is a means of contacting and experiencing things on the other side of the void between life and death. Um, Let's see, what else is there to say? I think there's a BB. Oh, yeah, how about that? I uh, know, kind, of, you have to kind carry, of important. You have to carry this BB, which is a baby, across the country, because they've genetically modified... Babies that they remove from the womb of people with dooms, I think, and insert into these pods that you carry around, and they essentially plug into your suit as someone with dooms, and they give you the ability to visualize the creatures from the land of the dead that are lurking across the landscape. The BTs. Excuse me, the BTs. The BB lets you see the BTs. (laughs) The BT stands for beach thing. and The BB stands for... I don't actually remember what BB stands for.
1: Am I go with Beach Baby? But I don't know if that's Oh, I think that's not. definitely right.
0: I mean, it see.
1: It sounds right. It sounds so on the nose that there's no way that Kojima did not say that is right.
0: Yes. So your Beach Baby is key in the, like, all the marketing for this game where you see Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. This game is so stupid. It really is, <laughs> but it's great. What it? Man, okay. What other media is this stupid and also this great is a great question, but not for the middle of the plot description. Probably not so much. So at the end of the game, you are given a choice, which I also need to talk to you about, to either have Amelie to stay with her forever in the beach, which is like the in-between land between the world of the living and the dead. Yeah. And that in that sense, kind of like... I think that represents acceptance of humanity's extinction, because by staying there, she continues to widen the gap between the living and the dead, which is what's threatening humanity. Like the, the bridge between life and death being more permeable is the thing that's bringing extinction, essentially. Oh, right. So by staying there, you're kind of encouraging it. Your other choice is uh, to kill her? Which she claims will let humanity live, but probably it's only a matter of time until another extinction entity arrives.
1: Right. I think the it was like,
0: you can do this, but you're just delaying the inevitable. Then at the end, I chose, slash was kind of forced to choose, to not kill her. Right. And then when we came back, she didn't make it with us and Die Hard Man, your mysterious most likely to be the villain, guy that totally wasn't the villain, is actually elected president, and the nation has refounded as you walk away. And who do you find out that you are? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> you are Mads Mikkelsen's BB. Yep. Which is a big spoiler and actually really interesting, I thought. Only interesting in that it was well-acted and well-performed, but... I'm still kind of baffled
1: on that so you are mad mickelson's baby, yeah but then the stories that you're reliving or the memories you're seeing are your own that you grew up in yes and who is lou or your bb right like
0: another bb
1: just another bb that's unrelated to your
0: lineage correct Okay. So at the end of the game, you get a choice to free the BB and take the great health risk and legal risk, allegedly, of breaking your BB out of its container and raising it as your own, Yeah. Um, or recycling it, because it's presented like this is a tool in building the new internet and it's no way for a creature to live. Right. So your, your morals lead you to like dispose of it, but then you can decide to keep it. And when you decide to keep it, you realize that all the scenes where Mads Mickelson has been chasing you, reaching out for you, um, reaching out towards your BB, saying, BB, what he's really talking about is you, who are the real BB all along, his BB. It's all very overwhelming. It is until you, like, break it down, and then yeah. it's really stupid.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, sure. But it's cool. It is, I mean, it's most certainly interesting especially as you're soldiering through 40 hours of a desolate land trying to put the strands back together
0: yes there was also one thing i want to talk about is the side plot with um Hartman. oh yes his story is that he was in a terrorist attack when his wife was giving birth something or am nature. i mixing all this up Anyway, long story short, he loses his family in an accident and has this contraption rigged up to regularly kill him for just long enough to be able to explore. I guess when you die, you're sent to a random beach. So he wants to go find his family who he's thinking are trapped on the other side of a beach. And by dying every 20 minutes and spending two minutes or so on the beach, he's searching for his family and hoping to bring them back. Which is a really cool short story set in the universe Mm -hmm. of Death Stranding. I was like, I would like to explore more of that. I would be very curious to see
1: what is the experience of constantly going in and out and phasing in and out between these different beaches as you're searching for loved ones. Yeah, Especially, I guess that's one other piece, right? Is everyone has their own individual beach, right? There's a... Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, and their beaches don't have to look like one another. So a beach doesn't have to be the prototypical water, sand, so on and so forth. The beach is just the in-between place and it's made up of your own experiences, your politics, your race, your, you know, views, and all of that helps influence what the beach is that you go to. So I guess that's another that's piece awesome. that would be really interesting to explore, um, as well as people that die in, like, mass events then have beaches that conflict and interact with one another, Just another
0: piece it Can you imagine all the grad score anthropology one. dissertations that would be written on the identities of your beaches? Oh man!
1: Everyone's
0: found a new thing
1: to do. Your master's degree, at least. There we go. Or doctorate, I suppose. Did I do good? I you did shockingly well. I mean, I think we we didn't necessarily explore like fucking Higgs. Like, kind of feels like an important piece. There I mean, was
0: yeah. Like, Troy Baker Troy was Baker. in this game. Yeah.
1: And he was good. Troy Baker was very good. Um, and then also the sisters, um, Lachna and... Uh, Mama? Yeah, Mama. I mean, I don't know if they... I, I feel like out of anyone, they were more plot devices that helped bring different parts of the game forward, right? So connecting and upgrading your Cupid and kind of more of the game moments. But nonetheless, their their interactions and separating themselves from a BB that was... Did she. She was. Bu- she was. The she- BB died during childbirth and stayed connected to her? Is that what happened? Wasn't there a terrorist attack and a void out during. Her- oh, right. The hospital, like, collapsed. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, during it. And then. Yes, yeah,
0: so I think. Gabe and the Rebel. That was yeah. a hell of a scene. Yeah. But and then. And then there was a BT connected to them. And that was how she kind of developed a lot of the tech for the Chiral Network, isn't it? That yeah. Right?
1: That's how she, like, helped understand how the Cupid would work, which. Helps reconnect the different cities to the chiral network um and then separating herself from that bb that wasn't alive ended up connecting her to her twin sister again reconnecting her to her twin sister and
0: then she died
1: yeah and then she died i'm not really why her and she didn't ever like turn into um uh, she oh, yeah. transformed. body didn't BT. decay at Yeah, it didn't all. decay, which is interesting in an entire separate piece. Um, but yeah. No, I think uh, overall, that was a very succinct plot summary of something that d- had no succinct way of wrapping itself up.
0: Now, I want to ask you this. Would you rate my plot summary as higher or lower than you would rate Death Stranding?
1: Oh, man. I would... Higher. I was honestly wow. surprised. I was... I was more surprised by how well your plot (laughs) summary wrapped up the moment. um, I did not expect that to be a comp. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I think.
0: Okay. Do you want to talk about some of the themes in this game? (laughs) The theme is the game, I think. It's Monster Energy. Okay. Well, don't forget the beer. Yeah. That replaced it halfway through. Did that happen? Yeah. When you picked up the porter... Oh, God, I just realized... Of course the beer in this game is a porter. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, you pick up Bridges Porter, which yes, I hope some beers Symbolic me. of the themes of being just... The name of the
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, it was like, there's no, there's no subtlety here, right? Picking up likes from people.
0: This is the perfect way to talk about this game's lack of subtlety, is that it's so unsubtle that it ends up being subtle because you just miss some things. Yeah, that is entirely true. You're like, oh yeah, of
1: course that's what that would be, and then, wait a second. Yeah, hang on. That's actually the real
0: thing. Um, Obviously, the game predicates itself on being about connection. Right. You are reconnecting the cities of the United Cities of America. Yep. You're also
1: quite literally tied to the internet and tied to people's, you know, likes and dislikes and their kind of opinion of you is one way that is integrated right you literally put handcuffs on that connect you to the network and yeah those don't come off like there's no subtlety there of chaining yourself to a social network for lack of a better
0: term yeah which i guess we should just talk about playing this in and around covid throughout the whole episode Uh, yeah i think i mean i don't we both so when did you play this Okay, great question. I pl- I started in September of 2020, kind okay. of so like late, late COVID. Yeah. And then I finished in probably, I would say, June of 2021. Okay. So it was still... We were still talking about the Delta variant. We had still... But it kind of felt like the whole thing was kind of a memory at that point. Yeah, that's
1: fair. Oh, by the time you were actually
0: like finishing the in game. In the meat of the game, yeah.
1: That's fair. And I played it during... 2020. Like actually throughout a lot of the times it was kind of the empty if I ended up having empty time, it was the game that I went to during the pandemic. Um, which was an interesting experience because, you know, you're the one way that we're staying connected to people is through the internet through that time, right? Okay, that's kind of the linchpin there. So to to think about something that's exploring not just what is the power if we all become disconnected from one another and what does that do to fracture society? But then on the other side of that, where is the healthy balance if you are always connected to one another? Like, Is that what version of life exists in that world?
0: Yeah. Like how the internet enabled us to be so chained to work during that time. Right. Um, yeah, you start to drop
1: out of the balance of things, right? And I guess if you're thinking about death strengthening and extinction events, you know, one of the things I think about from the perspective you're kind of being told is that it's supposed to ensure a better balance moving forward. And obviously, when you're going through and doing deliveries and things like that, you're trying to create a balance between you and the others that are helping provide for society here. But it's also impossible to forget or not see kind of the people that aren't included in those
0: right yeah was this a game actually about connection
1: no like (laughs) okay not really like I think there's like this facade of what connection can be I think from a so let me caveat that because there's two versions of this one is Yes, it was about connection in a sense of people having to come together to achieve something, right? Okay. There was something that was like, we have to link together and quite literally have to bring our um,
0: collective like resources. and
1: abilities. Yeah, yeah, like our resources are pulled constantly. Like there's a very collective action of to rebuild the roads and things of that nature. We're utilizing resources. We're utilizing what other people have. We're continuing to build this. And then to connect to the next person, you need to utilize the resources that the previous person helped you with, right? Like something of society building on one another. But then on the other side of that is this, what I found to be an entirely disconnected internet age, right, of when you deliver things, when you get emails, you get likes, like literally thumbs up, likes. And that's kind of like a currency. But I never found any sort of fulfillment from that. I never felt like I was doing any actions to create or further that, which very well could be a point, right? Like, yeah. the point is that you're doing actions that don't, and the likes don't matter. Like, that's the context here. Or like, that's the, um, that's the point of view. I guess it's being imparted on this, of, like, this is our version of this. Like, you don't need likes to bring society back together. You
0: don't need this validation externally but these are the side quests right did you feel like the main plot of the game was putting the money where its mouth was in terms of connection like did you feel like you were reconnecting a country
1: no i felt like i was reconnecting a corporation
0: oh interesting yeah so it was a theme of connection but not really the one the game was talking about yeah between people
1: not really between people i mean there was some elements of that but i felt That's
0: fascinating. That's actually a really interesting perspective, I think.
1: Yeah, like how disconnected or um, how everything was built, right? Like you're going and reconnecting warehouses, for lack of a better term, with like delivery bots out to, you know, people that are trying to live lives. And all of those different connected pieces never gave me a sense of like, oh, we're building a community as much more like we're delivering like a fabrication network that can help rebuild Um, but rebuild
0: from, like, an infrastructure perspective. That's a great... Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about it from that angle. It did seem clear that so much of this game was directly attacking, like, Amazon and the nature of Amazonian, like, workers. Hmm. Like, the people who get addicted to package delivery. (laughs) Uh, It's an interesting and on-the-nose... Well, I mean...
1: Don't the people, like, they literally turn into the bad guys? Like, yeah. one version of a faction of people that are, like, drunk on deliveries and...
0: Like what, a, what are they, they called they do the, it. Uh, um, the Packers or... um It feels like it's going to be even more direct than the Packers. What are they called? I avoided them for most of the game. Yep. Which was great. That meant that... the. That was driving home another mechanic, right? Like, if you're driven to combat in this game, that would not be very connective. Yeah. Uh, Oh, God, they're called mules. That's right. Also on the nose. Yep.
1: Yeah, they were killing porters and things of that nature as well. I think the thing that I constantly come back to was how on the nose it was to start the game of, like, literally putting handcuffs on, and that's when you get connected. Like...
0: Did you have a problem with when this game was really direct? This is like a media and general question, I
1: think. No, I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed that it was just... Just go for it. Yeah, it was just, I was like, if you're going to send it, like just send it. Like You don't need to either go the far other direction of you know, show, don't tell, and really bring something up and talk about themes in a complex way and trust that I'm going to figure out the theme that you're talking about. Or just go full throated in another direction. Yeah, give it like, time. yeah, just like, all right. Well, you're gonna put handcuffs on now, and <laughs> you're connected to the internet, and we're gonna pay you in likes and be like, oh, okay, like, sure. Let's let's have that conversation because we can go that way too. From a theme perspective, like, where did you come at it from? Like, what do you think they were trying to say about the internet or our connected nature?
0: As we're going to see a lot. In any future episodes. I'm obsessed with Brenda Romero's quote, the mechanic is the message. Mm -hmm. So when I think about themes in a game, what I think about is, does the story actually agree with what you're doing? And that's why I mentioned avoiding the mules being so important. Mm -hmm. Because if this game really emphasized its combat, that would not be resonant with the theme of connection. Right. Um, Though I wouldn't doubt Kojima could bend over backwards in a cutscene to explain how that was also fulfilling connection. (laughs) But...
1: I mean, what does it say then that, you're, that your other piece there is avoiding people, right? You're avoiding the BTs.
0: You're avoiding the mules. You're, like, trying to... Yeah, you're avoiding death. You're avoiding the aspects of society that don't want to reconnect. That's not entirely true, though. You do go convince them by doing them favors, which is interesting. True. That's a very video game version of real life, right? Yeah. Like, like how do you get um, non community oriented people to become community oriented you just give them gifts until they do <laughs> um it's not the best like most deep view but i right. thought i just think it's so important that games have a message that's good yeah that honestly any attempt at making a game about a connection already gets it like a b from me that's fair so so which is which isn't really an answer to your question i think like after playing this game, people talked about how it was like totally a new thing and how it was its own new genre, and I don't agree right, it was with that. A brand genre. Yeah, it's like I don't think that's true mechanically at all. No, technically it might be true, like on a technological level. Like there certainly was some like the scope and the the excellence of it all was right the, new, but triple a- only new Center. for a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely didn't really think deeply about how yeah you are reconnecting a corporation and the corporation is kind of what represents the country slash is what's going to save the country slash is what's going to build it that's almost like uncomfortably wrapped up in the present but i think like i did want to get to the coast i did want to finish this game yeah i wanted to not, not just to see what wacky shit he was going to say at the end like <laughs> i was, was motivated a, there but there had to have been like a small part of that where you're like
1: Alright, like Absolutely. Yeah, if we're going for it. Yeah, game. where the yeah, how how
0: how are you going to try and pull this one back together? I really liked how pretty it was also. I was emotional. Right. That's not really theme related though. I don't know. I felt like I just loved him like explaining everything to me. I really love that in all kinds of media, the overly verbose explanation. Like, the fact that he felt the need to explain how asexual people existed in the world of Death Stranding, and apparently he didn't quite get that right, according to articles on Polygon. But, like, I love that that's in there. I (laughs) love that, like, every single person you meet is, like, sending you cool emails. It's just an optimistic dystopia. That emails are... They're so sweet. There's, like, a A weird going on there. It's
1: not like, here's a hundred and fifty words that we like typed up real quick it's like no like here's you know a nice like thousand word dissertation on something happening on this part of the world yeah okay well sure i guess i'll hear about your life going on over there that's neat yeah there's like divorces
0: and marriages and yeah
1: there's people that you reconnected Yeah, yeah and then they're like um turns out not a big fan of this dude i ran
0: back to my other hide a hole and then her mom was like, actually, I realized I made a mistake and they're reconnected now. Right. Yeah. Like, I think something, so. Something there, there's so much in this game that's so heartfelt in such a like a tourish kind of over explanation way that I couldn't not be charmed by it. And the fact that he was using that energy to build a theme of something positive was really meaningful to me. And that was the part that got me the most in COVID. I think it's like, it's just nice to have a game that's like a good that's trying for something good right i think it's
1: nice i think the mechanic being the message is the huge part of that right yeah like there's nothing i never felt required to engage in combat or like combat was a solution that's actually something um that i think as we move into kind of what triple a aspects were yeah. taken into this is like The boss fights like definitely feel incongruous with like what the experience was. Oh, yeah. Feel the need to have combat with different massive BTS to gate my progress. Like that part didn't feel as comfortable as something where you know you're able to use stealth or use other ways to work your way around it. I know we're not. It's not an immersive sim, right? We're not talking about a Deus Ex level of being able to explore or exploit the environment to get around it, but I kind of wish there was another option to go combat-less through the entire experience.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think this does mark a good segue into talking about what AAAE about this game. Yeah, not Troy Baker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or, sorry, definitely Troy Baker. Definitely Troy Baker, yeah. Like, I don't know why... I don't know why there needed to be a villain in this game, considering Mads Mikkelsen was a really cool and personal, like, villain.
1: Yeah, or at least this. He was a driving force. Like, whether you call him a villain or what his... What, well,
0: did like, he drive you? He only drove me to the very ending.
1: I I was definitely captivated by the moments that were kind of flashback experiences, right? And trying to experience, like, Wandering around the jungles of Vietnam, I'm like, I'm not really into the fact that we're having to shoot at each other. But at the same time, why? Why is this part? Why is this war zone important to your history?
0: Yeah. Well, but that's mad though. Yeah. Why was? What were we uh, talking about? Were we talking about Troy Baker? Yeah. Higgs. Why is Whoa. Why is Higgs in this game? I I left sorry. him out of my plot description completely because yeah. I didn't really care.
1: Right, and I'm not really sure why he's just the guy that wants the extinction to occur, right? Like, his yeah. entire purpose is,
0: I want to force Amelie to do the thing.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I want to force the extinction of it. it does happen. Like, I'm literally, like, the Higgs boson particle, right? Like, the god particle. Oh, that's like, right.
0: Yeah, like, we are. Yep. Like, that's two. Continuing the thing. If, if we had a bell, we'd ding it. Yeah. time. So I realized a dumb thing.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, outside of People are going to want to be powerful. Like, that was kind of the theme that he was representing to me was that power corrupts. Like, yeah. Okay,
0: like, that's, but that's not interesting, right? Like, no, it was, it just felt like a conventional story plot stuck into yeah. an already compelling, like. I yeah. was. Hey, reconnect the world is not much less compelling to me than reconnect the world because there's a bad, like, evil guy that is bad. Yeah. That wants to not connect the world. Yeah. And wants to
1: literally, st- I mean, I guess that's what it is, right? Like, he's supposed to be the driving force that convinces you you need to make it to the end so you can stop the extinction
0: event before you know that Amelie is the entity. You're right. That does, that gives you the, yeah. You only really learn about Amelie at the very end of the game. Yeah. So So up until that point, you're kind of trying to stop
1: that event from occurring. And at least the player's kind of motivations up to that is driven by thinking that Higgs is the one that's going to cause the extinction event. Or at least is the one that's the bringer of that. That makes sense. But all that said, I still don't know, you know with the themes of connection is there a benefit in forcing combat in both the higgs and the Mads? yeah both of those like require you to interact in that way and and overcome something and overcome you know quite a bit there and i'm i'm just not sure if i if that ever resonated with me outside of please don't knock me over i don't want to have to pick up all my shit again (laughs) yeah like I that was kind of my thought through there was another process was like cool i hope i have weapons that are good enough to make me quickly get through this so i can get back to just wandering around and delivering packages because i don't
0: i just don't care it's interesting because i think the the um what was mads i keep referring to him by his name. who was that oh gosh um i'll just keep saying mads Yeah, you can keep saying mad since that's
1: Um, Where now my brain is broken and doesn't understand what his actual name was.
0: His scenes were at least cool. Yeah. Like technically, and they were fun to play, and it kind of reminded me. Clifford Unger. That's right. Mr. Unger. Yeah, that's pretty good. It reminded you that it's built on a good engine for shooting, if nothing else. Right. Like Horizon feels good.
1: Yeah. The, The movement and things of that nature do feel good.
0: Yeah. So in his sections, that kind of was fine. Yeah. And then in Troy in Higgs' sections, the acting was so fantastic and this everything looked so good that it was cool to have it just for more of that. Yeah. But certainly on the narrow narrative and thematic level, I agree. It didn't it not only didn't it not add anything, I think it sort of detracted from the purity of the theme. That's the interesting part is like it's taking us to unpack
1: this because I'll be honest, like I was definitely like a stand for whenever Troy Baker and Higgs showed up. Yeah, I was like, what the it's going to happen here. Like, I am I am into whatever you are going to do and whatever nonsense that is about to be thrown on me. Like, yes, grab my cool. popcorn. Yeah, he yeah. was
0: very cool, but, like... The scene where he forces quiet, like, to walk out basically naked was very intense. Yes. I don't see a lot of, like, uh, archetypically evil scenes that are, like, affecting, but that one was like, ooh, fuck this guy. Yeah.
1: You're like, cool, you can either protect an entire city that... Will go up in flames and explode from a, you know, nuclear detonation. It's fragile, not quiet. Um,
0: Excuse me. Oops.
1: Or, you know, you go out into the timefall, which is going to speed
0: up your aging and essentially kill you quickly. The timefall is such a cool concept that, like, relates to the theme and the mechanics that it ages your packages. So, tell me more about that. Like, why? Why did you feel that there was like a deep connection there? Well, I don't think there's a deep connection. It's just, it's interesting that like you can see a designer in the room asking what would make this harder? Oh, if your packages broke down, right? what would make that happen besides falling? I was... Rain that makes them age? I was just curious of what's the,
1: do we know the universe reason for like why time fall exists? Like it is a strange thing that, you know, Yeah, we're... Having something that increases aging, which I guess could mean death is coming sooner. Like that's kind of the closest piece that I come up to it, other than like it being a cool mechanic. I never felt like I understood why, you know, the the stranding brought
0: forth that specific thing. I don't think I know. Okay. I I thought that it doesn't it say something about it being something in like time. Like I, I don't know. I really don't know. It, um, yeah. I'll look it up.
1: No, um, I think it's just a, it's an interesting thing. I don't, we don't have to know. That's that's part of the joy of a sixty-hour game or old GMO. Or, yeah, exactly. It's like I I think the closest thing that I'd be super curious to have someone else that did think about it or has you know further thoughts on it of being like, is it just a aging thing? Is it is it yeah. something else there? You know. That's the closest I can come up with is like it, is it causes the, deterioration. The physical material. of the,
0: Yeah. Because no, it ages her like skin too. Right. It's not,
1: yeah. So it ages humans and it, you know, it also, I guess, ages and rust packages and things like that. It gets them of their
0: logical in state. That also does explain why the landscape looks so Icelandic, though, I just realized. Icelandic is an ancient landscape in some yeah. senses, right? So, That's like, true. if it just, if time were accelerated. In a wet world with a lot of rain, and you wouldn't mean, you would, really have with you'd have a lot of rock and rock and moss. Yeah, moss and I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, I didn't either, which is interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't have a lot of trees, and obviously you wouldn't have a lot of buildings and things of that nature. Like all of that would just huh. deteriorate. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, great. Now I understand why the United States looks that
0: way. So I'm, now I'll make fun of the Iceland thing a little less. Yeah. Um. I had this note that the the least AAA thing about this game was how unpitchable it is, <laughs> and how like every AAA trailer you've ever seen like tries to sell you on the game in thirty seconds or less, yeah, and give you the most complete understanding they can. Not this game. This game was like, what if I just confound you in every trailer? Yeah, and like, it worked.
1: It definitely worked. It was like, what was like the opening trailer? was Norman Reedus like on a beach and then there's like the BTs kind of visible over the water out in front of you. And you're like, what the fuck's happening? And then I think they followed that up and I can't remember if it was the next trailer, but it was like Clifford Unger with a machine gun and Guillermo del Toro, like wandering through a sewer in like a war torn city. And you're like, how oh, are these fuck? things connected? Yeah. what yeah. What is happening here? Like, are we getting a shooter? What, like what that was before even anyone knew like what, is the actual game. And I don't right. think many people knew what the actual game was until it launched. Which is awesome.
0: I yeah, mean, it, right. I don't pay attention to trailers too much, but I so many people were talking about, I don't think just because it was his game. I think it was because people were just like, honestly, what is this though? Yeah, like... Like even the haters couldn't be like, well, that's trash. <laughs> it just was so far afield that you're like, I, I honestly don't even know if I hate that. Important to remember
1: also that like, the backing of Sony here was yeah. really instrumental in this. They continued to pitch it as a showcase-esque title. It had top billing at different events throughout the time from when they announced the partnership with Kojima to releases closer to the actual release date. But there was definitely a lot going on there where like you kept seeing this very strange thing show up in the same conference that you're getting Call of Duty and... Destiny and whatever other updates for, you know, all these other types of games. So it always stood in like stark contrast. Where I think if you would have seen this at Annapurna's showcase, you'd have been like, oh, something weird is happening. Okay. Like that kind of fits the bill. But I think it was the context, the context and the contrast between what it was shown against was like, what the hell is happening here?
0: Yeah. There must be a normal game behind this for this to show up here, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I... there's something happening here. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think you had included a note about the leveling system.
1: Yeah. I, I'm still absolutely baffled. Like, I think I was level 200 or something by the time I finished. Yeah, I have no idea. Outside of a couple of the different kind of RPG elements of, like, delivery time and, like, the quality of the delivery, right? Like, did this stuff show up in good condition? I have no idea what was generating the metrics there and comparing my level against the other real-life people, right? Like, yeah. that's something we didn't even comment on, right? Is that you are connected to other people through the real internet in our lives right. and seeing their contributions and building in the world is also reflected in your game, right? And as you reconnect to the world, you get a benefit from that. But seeing other characters and going into the menu and being like, oh, I can see what other people have been through this area and see what level they are. I'm like, neat. I have no freaking idea what any of these numbers have to do with anything other than they keep going up. Yeah. and, And like, great. Like, there's not really a, transition in that you know as you go through the game you do get power-ups for like a better term right you get like better exoskeletons and you get things that help you move quicker you know different pieces there but none of that's you know leveling up per se as much as getting better equipment
0: so it's it's always felt disconnected to me i feel like there were like five petals of the flower that represented your level and your Level level was the sum of all five and three of them would be basically the same, yeah. just a linear like ascent based on your progression through the game. Yeah, and then there was one for mission time, and I was like, okay, I guess if you did a bunch of the urgent missions, you'd get that one higher. Yeah, and then there was one but other. I, yeah, I like what? You. What's, yeah, the, what's yeah, the point? Am I supposed to be judging my friends on that? But it's just a way to see what kind of quests they've done, and that's like the not the, not the part of this game I'd want to talk to my friends about.
1: No, and I almost the only way that I could contextualize it was that. The, even the fact of including leveling there was a commentary on our, you know, drive to be like, yeah, our worth. Like, um, if you're going to combine likes as something that is part of the face and then you combine this leveling up in this progression of like, this is how I feel like I'm doing a good job. Yay me. Like it, it definitely felt like it was, I don't even know. It was like camouflaged. Right? It was, like, camouflaged into the interface and into the worldview, but also making a statement of, this is all meaningless. But (laughs) if it makes you feel better, it makes you feel motivated, then, like, that's why we're putting gamification in here, because you want to see a number tick up, but it
0: doesn't actually fucking matter. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if that's commentary, then the likes are definitely commentary also. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, And hilarious. Um. If someone knows that there's a purpose to the
1: leveling and it's like meaningfully changing your play experience, I would love to know, but
0: I... I would absolutely love to, I can't imagine there is. Yeah. Then we could transition to how I played a whole game and didn't know what the purpose of leveling was when there was an obvious one, yeah, which is also sure. weird. Were there multiple endings in this game? I have
1: no idea. I don't think there was. I thought... I
0: kept trying to shoot her. Okay. Yeah. I was like every... It didn't let me. And then they it came in the... four times over... <laughs> Two hours before it ended. Four hours, four. Four hours. Yeah. I was
1: like I do remember starting the ending on a Sunday morning and then being like, I guess it's I guess a that's my Sunday evening. So that's neat. Neat. Um Yeah, I didn't think there was any agency in the ending because I think I did the same thing you did. I kept trying to figure out how to win. And then it was like, No, that's not how this works and kept restarting and I was like, okay, I don't actually I'm pretty sure I actually looked up how to finish the game like i kept it was hitting a fail state and i'm like
0: i just don't care it was so bizarre i don't it told us there was a choice the game i don't it was so weird but i'm pretty the, sure there wasn't yeah i don't think so either that part really threw me off to the point where i was like annoyed i'm pretty sure yeah
1: because gosh now, i'm thinking back to last year and i'm pretty sure that was why i looked it up was like you're saying I can do something. Right. And then I keep failing, which I think this is the only time in the game where I did actually look and be like, what, the f- what is happening here? Because, yeah. like, I want, like, I just, unfortunately at that point, then I'm heading to the end with, I just want this to be finished instead of, like, I have a curiosity of why it's doing this, which that I think ca- is a bit of a failing.
0: That calls back to the, like, what makes this game unrecommendable. Yeah. I have to find a way to play this game without ever having that thought. Or you have to, like, call it quits as soon as you're like, when when can I go? Yeah. Because as soon as you're in that space, this game is all bullshit. That's that true? Especially well... Especially the four-hour ending. It's funny because we all talk about, you know,
1: certain games that we think waste people's time. Yeah. Right? And you're like, you talk about a JRPG that adds a bunch of, like, mundane battles so you can level up your character. And you're like, this is literally just adding padding. And right. We now have, like, a 40-hour game of essentially padding, right? It's kind of funny because, like, we talk about, I don't know, farming in games, right? And you're like, I'm going to farm experience and here it's like, I'm going to, well, farm deliveries. It's a, a bewilderment that someone was able to make a game out of the part of other open world games that people dislike the most. Yeah, I mean, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Yeah, yeah. Right, you, fair. Like, if you want to know a pitch and you're like, all right, so listen, a real and make an open world game. We're gonna have people going all over across the US. I want gonna... four hours of cutscenes at multiple points. Yeah. Definitely long movie length, expensive CGI cutscenes. Yeah. Me. But also the bulk of the game, fetch quest. Okay, I'm listening. Here's two hundred million dollars. How yeah. much did this game cost? Right. I probably somewhere in that range. I would imagine. A lot. Yeah. But yeah, it is, I mean, I can't imagine being in the pitches. This maybe. is an unpitchable,
0: non-profit-making game that... Definitely made it. a profit. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. Which is incredible. I don't know if it's just... I think we'll talk more about Kojima himself here in a bit, but it yeah. is It is quite an achievement. For all the bullshit, it did really well. That is entirely true. So, exploring the world,
1: doing fetch quest-like activities... What did you do in all of that downtime? There's a lot of time of just wandering around the world.
0: I, you would think, a big podcast guy. Yeah. That you'd think that would be obvious. Yeah. But I enjoyed being in this world so much that I didn't quite have the, like, spare attention. This wasn't like a nothing thoughts game. kind of fucking shocked. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, I'm, like, legit shocked. I thought, maybe the first 10 or 20 hours, but I figured by the time that you're doing deliveries 30 hours in that it'd be like all right turning my brain off doing deliveries and just kind of running
0: them no i that would make sense and i'm sure any sane person would do that i've never been so motivated by side quest bullshit as building roads across this goddamn world it, it was so fun. Did spend a lot of time building roads, and I loved like having it was to, very satisfying. It really was. I loved having to think at every mission, like okay, I'm gonna go off here, get some resources, build more roads to make two thirds of my journey to the place. And the terrain was so good, like that huge fissure that ran down yeah. down kind of the east side of the main area, like really was challenging to get around. I really like the way this game. I don't really like using stuff in games, yeah. and in this game, like literally having to wear it on your back makes it hard. So I didn't often have like ladders, which right. is great because I think the game was a little better when you were like reckoning with the landscape instead of just plopping down ladders across it. I definitely would agree there. And avoiding the enemies and sometimes getting in combat, like it all just like was enough for me to not. It was just the magic balance to me where I was doing side quests and they were kind of nothing, but I was motivated and I was engaged and I was thinking the whole time. And also, anytime I did try to listen, it would pull one of its awesome music cues on me. And I would always immediately stop everything because the music is so great. It's I've just perfect.
1: I really wish there were more of those moments. It's also very interesting that, like, it acknowledges that music is about to start playing. Like Yeah. puts, like, the title track and, like, the artist name, like, straight up on the screen. And it's like, oh, I've, I don't know. I never actually knew when those were going to queue up, which I thought yeah. probably made it more interesting experience because when those did queue up, it wasn't like, oh, something major is about to happen. It was like... I've just kind of explored an area and I get to explore it now with this music. Like it never to me felt like this was queuing up a, oh, there's the music, big moment coming. It was like sometimes you would just wander into an area and be like, oh, I'm just part
0: of the landscape. It was a, I had a trust in the game design. The music meant there wasn't something going to happen for a bit, which is really cool. It was just you and the terrain. I was
1: in a similar state to you where there was enough, a lot of the time that was interesting um to explore the world. I think I did somewhere on the back half, I think I turned on some podcasts, but I think I was interrupted whenever a music would swell yeah. and I'd be like, and not listen to that. Like yeah. gonna you know pivot back to it. I think um there was definitely a couple points where I was cleaning up the map for lack of a better term. I was like, I want better roads throughout this area. Yeah. And in those that ones where I was like kind of backtracking on myself and I'm like, there's literally like, I know the next story mission takes me to another part. Like, I know I've kind of done what the game expects me to do in this area, except build further connections out. And in those moments, I'm pretty sure I had gone back to... either I might have even had an audiobook on, um, but something that, that I was listening to.
0: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Did you have a favorite item that you did use that you like, kind of tried to keep on you because it was just kind of what you would fall back to?
0: Um... I, I loved using the container spray. Okay. It was just intensely satisfying to like have to plop packages down and just. Did you ever just leave it on you and just turn the
1: spray around and just spray it at your face? Because that. It gets it on your back.
0: Okay, great. We're just I like, figured. Yeah,
1: it was very good. I was like, this is enjoyable to me to just like spray it directly at me. And it's yeah, it's like, it looks
0: right, like me enough. using suntan lotion yeah. when the sun's out. Yeah. yeah, very good. I'm sure it won't get in my eyes. <laughs> oh my God, it hurts. Yeah, this is a problem. Um, I loved. Man, okay. What is like narrative, like mechanically laying down ladders was cool. Yeah. I loved this isn't really an answer, but I loved how the gun, how you like pulled guns out of your back and like slapped them to the side and their cases fell off. Yeah. Like it's just very cool. There, there definitely is some
1: great, not even just UI work, but just like I think the UI actually is kind of interesting um, of how you kind of explore the map, but there's just, a lot of great animation work of these little things that tell you what's going on that telegraph kind of what the experience is or kind of add some sort of um, juice to it or juice i think um did you build a lot of the
0: i don't know sky cranes for lack of a better term or the the zip lines yeah the zip lines i actually did yeah and especially when the game ended and you're able to go back I found myself building those kind of all around the terrain, even over the areas I'd built roads on, which yeah. so I was like, "Oh man, this game is really, this <laughs> really got me." Once those kind of came into existence, like, I got
1: very interested in how to set them up and like the way to get the furthest. And like I was yeah. trying to like challenge myself with, like, it's like this is out of range. I'm like, I'm gonna find a place as close to the end of the range yeah. as
0: possible that has as many views of as many different ones, also. Yeah, totally. I felt like a surveyor. Yeah. I was trying to make the most pretty and efficient route. Right. And not just duplicate the road.
1: I did feel like I always needed to have a rope on me.
0: Like the rope. Yeah,
1: thing kind of makes sense. That was kind of the one thing where I was like, ladders i could figure out ways to get up and even if i meant going around but when i came to somewhere and i was like i need to get down it was like i'd rather just be able to be like plop like off we go
0: i think i made the mistake of carrying ladders thinking that they would be both good at up and down and mm-hmm. the ladders down could be tricky because it would let you deploy them even in cases where they didn't go all the way down <laughs> like it's like oh man i know them <sighs> yeah so the rope would have been good that is fair thinking about the triple
1: ness of this game and mm-hmm. just, you know the different aspects of that I kind of feel like an asshole for like in this game
0: well it's definitely not the triple a parts that they okay. feel like an asshole it's the like overly verbose voice of the creator being like not just over your shoulder but directly in your ear licking your brain with <laughs> like direct statements on the meaning of the game there i'm not sure why but I think in our time, we really don't like the voice of the creator being abundantly clear. I think it's related to, like, the patriarchy and white men telling people how to live. Yeah. I think for a lot of reasons, we've moved really far away from it. That's so a really strong pushback, just in current culture
1: of there shouldn't be auteur creators, right? Like, that's yeah. bad. And, like, more visions need to be, you know of a group of individuals that have different lived experiences and, like, a singular
0: thought process doesn't lead to good outcomes. I agree, and that's why I phrased this question so guiltily. Um, But I love it. It's weird. It's way more weird when one person's out there, and I love it so much more than a perfectly polished, well-rounded experience.
1: Right. It doesn't feel to me like there was a bunch of playtesters that sat in a room and said, like, what is or is not fun and then told him to like go take these notes and make it into something.
0: Yeah. Right. Like I, I love that in books. I love that in everything, basically. But I do, of course, want a world where more people are able to bring their experiences to bear. That right. my passion is to empower a diversity of auteurs instead of just, you know, white guys. Yeah. <laughs> or in this case a
1: Japanese guy. Japanese guy. So This Japanese guy, Hideo Kojima, and his influence here, does it outweigh or outstrip the game in any way? Like, did you ever feel like it was overbearing to the point of being like, Kojima,
0: give it a rest? Or, I mean... No, I loved it. Yeah, okay. Every single moment. ah, Well, the ending where uh, the Amelie scene just kept going on and on, and it, like, faked me into thinking there was a choice. I didn't see... I couldn't even find a charitable interpretation for why that was happening. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sure there was one, but personally, that was the one that got me. And I think kind of like we talked about in the Kentucky Route Zero episode. Yeah. I think even if you're into this sort of stuff, everyone's going to have a different scene where they're like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know. I think
1: you might have pushed it a little too far. Yeah.
0: But I just get so excited that someone's pushing it too far. Like, that's so much better than right. a Far Cry 5 that's but somehow... Like claiming to be about something and is about less than something.
1: Right. Yeah. We're not a political game. We're set as a militia in northern US during the Trump years. It's like, okay. And then you start playing, you're like, I mean, you're certainly not saying anything. So that's.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think games have such a history of doing that. Yeah. Especially in recent memory. Like window dressing without actually confronting what the. Yeah. Piece is that I love a big sloppy, sloppy, drooling attempt to do it, you know? <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah. But I think, Craig, in the question, am I an asshole for liking this game? Yep. We're going to take a little microcosm down literary history corner. Would love to know this. Do you, you remember the Odra deck, the little star shaped thing that pops up on your shoulder? Yes. It made a lot of really annoying noises, and the slow motion, like,
1: pew, it popping out, drove me absolutely bonkers really i thought that was so cool i thought it was very cool the first 50 to 100 times it happened and then less
0: cool every time in an escalating fashion after that oh you're not even highlighting the best part which is when it pops out while you're using a zipline yeah which is uh, just insulting let me read you from a wikipedia article okay about the cares of a family man written by franz kafka between 1914 and 1917 about a creature called the ogre deck okay Um, At first glance, it looks like it... And stop me when this becomes unsubtle. Okay. At first glance, it looks like a flat star-shaped spool for thread. Oh, bummer. (laughs) It 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 does seem to have thread wound upon it. To be sure, there are only old, broken-off bits of thread not entangled together of the most varied sorts and colors. But it is not only a spool, for a small wooden crossbar sticks out of the middle of the star, and another small rod is joined to that at a right angle. Does that sound familiar to you? A little bit. These details offer the reader the ability to examine and criticize the purpose and necessities of objects for things or people such as Odrudeck. Odrudeck is described as an object yet yet also is given a hypothetical humanoid appearance when the narrator describes the object as being able to stand upright on two points of the star. Oh, man. So, that's all pretty on the nose. Okay. But are you ready for what people have written about it? Please. Um, So we have two interpretations. Okay. Of course, we have the critique of capitalism, which obviously a star on your shoulder that's humanoid is a critique of capitalism. I'm not (laughs) not even going to bother to explain that. But the more interesting one is, Odrudeck appears to represent an object with no clear purpose or apparent use. It appears not unlike an exhausted spool for thread wound about by old broken off bits of thread knotted and tangled together of the most varied sorts and colors. However, the text makes it explicit that there is no apparent use for the object. As such, scholars such as Samuel Rammelmeyer have argued that the obscurity and uselessness of the object serves to create a foil for the narrator. He argues that the object's apparent uselessness, when seen in light of the existential dread pervading the last paragraph, can be understood as underlining the narrator's lack of purpose. This is very good. Yeah, right? I love that there's just something in there that's, like, literarily considered to represent the, like, pointlessness of it all. Which really resonates with Bridges himself, or with Sam's, like, Sam's not invested in this entire journey.
1: No, he actively, like, rejects the journey to start. I hate and then, America. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this. And then yeah. his adopted mother dies, and he's like, yeah, See, I'm still yeah. not doing this. Yeah. And then Omla the comes, and he's like, fucking fine. Like, I guess, if I have to do part of this, but, like, I'm only doing the bare minimum. While looking at
0: his handcuffs, no less. Yeah, it's, exactly. like, not... Yeah, it's not... It, it's just... I'm sure there are so many... More, I'm sure we just picked the shallowest of them all, the Odor deck, but there are so many things in this game, I'm sure, that are, like... That's really interesting. Like, thank you for sharing that,
1: because I. I thought it was a cool visual motif, like, what it was doing as it was unspooling and kind of unwinding, but I didn't think about it from that perspective or know
0: that historical what could you yeah like that is a unless you've read kafka like english students only yeah Um, that's interesting but but i think in our culture also there's this idea that like unexplained non-pretty explicitly stated references are also pretentious yeah and that's i think this is a great example because you don't have to know and it's not asking you to know and it's not ever like sneering at you for not getting it it's just completely unstated which is cool yeah i think it's almost an easter egg for
1: those that are in the know right like it's kind of a a cool way of acknowledging like hey if you know what this reference is like you're gonna understand the themes a little bit more deeply but if you don't like that's cool too and like
0: there's still at the surface level a cool thing here totally i feel like we kind of glossed over kojima's licking your brain and when that was too much that's what i was curious about like is there could anyone else make this Ooh, well even before that okay did you like how present he was was it interesting to you so i didn't think kojima specifically was overly
1: present right like i i don't pretend to know the man and i don't i don't have much experience with his previous works right like i I've tried to get into Metal Gear, and I've failed multiple times. Like, I was a a day one, I will buy Metal Gear Solid 4, Sons of the Patriot. Like, yep, i come home and stick it in, and then I think I made it through the first cutscene, and I never touched it again. Nice. Um, The only other games that I've ever finished that he's made uh, that I can recall are the Zone of the Enders games. Oh, I didn't know those were his. Yeah, which are, like, this weird Kojima side piece of kind of action robots um very cool like i loved those so all of that said right like kojima's still a bit of a black box to me right like i can very much tell that these are like themes that he cares about and he wants to tell us but i never felt like it was someone specifically shouting like a very specific thing at me right like it did feel to me that the narrative was crafted by more than just one person, even though it was presented in a way that I think was one person's vision, like the actual context and how things unraveled didn't feel
0: singular. I think this is good, like a really good way to put that because you're right that it's not like, I guess when we say the voice of the creator, we typically think of like, I think of like what his politics are, like what are his viewpoints? Like that's what I think of. But this is about his viewpoints. But it's not, like, sure. specific enough to activate the negative part of that expression. Exactly, right? Like, it's it's him presenting
1: a worldview, but it's not him. And I guess, you, depending on how far down you want to go, like, you could say, like, he is making a declaration, like, things are bad or something like that. Or, like, people' addictiveness to social media is bad. But, I don't know. It, it didn't come off to me as being this... That was almost subtextual, really. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like he was literally saying, like, if you don't agree with me, you this you don't have room to play this game, right, or yeah. experience this. Which I think some stuff does get into that, of like, if you don't agree with my viewpoints, like, just turn it off.
0: And I never felt like it crossed into that territory. I think by that standard, we're not an asshole for liking this game. Yeah. I would Because I think that would include things like obnoxious literary references that were like, you were you were being sneered at for not getting right
1: or stuff that's like yeah i think the literary references actually is probably the key one but just other references to just worldly events or something of that nature being like oh you don't understand this then cool like, i'm not even i'm not going to explain this to you like you just won't
0: understand what i'm doing here yeah to again reference kentucky route zero they weren't even so obviously presented that like people like will would be Led to expect that they would deliver into something. They were just right. there because someone thought it was cool yeah. in a way that almost feels even more fluent with the game than it did in Kentucky Route Zero.
1: What are your thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Did you think for your first Kojima game, did you feel like he was overly present throughout it? Like I just thought I was like, someone has a vision and that's fine. But I don't think it ever, besides
0: the ending, to me, it didn't ever take away from the experience. I think this is a lot like when I played Disco Elysium and was like reminded of what games can be that I just haven't engaged with. And where in this one it's like a viewpoint and the budget together. Yeah. That's... Make something that felt like pretty distinct. But I mean, maybe that's not true. You you play a lot more of large budget games. Yeah. Um something about this feels a little different.
1: Yeah. I think the the way that he presents his games are, like, very specific to him, I guess, probably, right? Like, yeah. you can tell that it's a guy that wanted to be in film and also is interested in interactive medium and hasn't found a way to join those together in the most efficient use. At least that's kind of what I get from him is, like, he wants to make movies and he wants to make games and he wants those to intertwine with one another, but... Is also fine with them being separate, but joined.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I would push back on that. I think that's more of a David Cage thing. And even yeah. David Cage, I think it's kind of, or maybe the industry around him, has kind of made his works make more sense and less like they felt at the beginning, which was like, oh, yeah, you know, this could be a movie. To me, Kojima is, there's too many like meta things happening and too many like commentaries in the mechanics. I guess that's the real difference for me, again, is... Because you're doing something that relates to the plot, yeah. Even if it does use a lot of like outright movies within the game, it yeah. still feels like it's embracing being a game in a different way than, um, like a shooter with a ton of cutscenes would, for example.
1: Right. I think it gets back to your point at the beginning, which was so prescient, which is mechanics are the message. Like yeah. that, Like those things, and that's probably what carried me through. Is that that. Was the steel thread that led you from beginning to end? With yes. Like that that mechanic, no matter all of the other shenanigans that happened around it, like all of the other, you know, different experiences and different cutscenes, like you always came back to that. Yeah.
0: And speaking of coming back to that, back to that. Do you have any concluding thoughts about Death Stranding? Has talking about it made you unrecommend it?
1: No. It, it makes me recommend it harder. Yeah. Like, I'm actually more interested in... After the experience that I had last year, I think I kind of came away being that was an interesting diversion of what a alternate pathway for AAA games could be. Like, it was kind of a... Uh, almost like a neat sideshow in some ways. But thinking about how it utilizes some of those methods and mechanics and how it intertwines those things to say something is giving me a deeper appreciation for it. Even though when I finished it, it was obscured by kind of the ending and like the frustration there. And the fact that the story to me had so much kind of going in as it was wrapping up at the end. Also, there's just like a lot to take in there. And now thinking back of it and being like, no, what were the experiences during the, 40 hours preceding that and that being like oh that holds true and that's the part that I've really embraced throughout our
0: conversation yeah I totally agree a couple people asked me to describe the plot so far while I was playing and I kind of found the passion for the plot there like oh there's a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff happening it's all kind of interesting yeah it all is it doesn't feel like a series of events as much as like one yeah I I don't know It, it felt it was cool it does also feel like there's like some distinct
1: parts right like not least like by the map yeah yeah exactly you you do have these things that chunk it up into like cool like here's a large scene here's a large scene at the beginning kind of middle and kind of the three-act structure but yeah in between that you have like multiple hours of just kind of that
0: empty time to connect um i loved any message of connecting humans is great obviously Especially, like, connecting humans through human technological inventions is just uh, was really a breath of fresh air amidst all the social... Like, Facebook criticism and Twitter criticism and people kind of slowly turning against social media. Like, this was just kind of nice. Yeah. It was not... It, and it wasn't not complex for it, right. which was cool. I loved that being in a game. I, I can't say enough about how incredible it looked and sounded on the PC version. The DLSS it ran incredibly it yeah um so one of the best looking games you ever played it is the best looking game i've ever played and every frame was beautiful the cutscenes were great i loved that um whoever did the port uh which was who did the port um
1: actually handled that no well, please
0: uh so it turns out kojima studios did the port and fucking incredible it looks so good this is the game that taught me why dlss is so cool because it looked different than any game I've played at native resolution before. It looked better than downsampling. It was really interesting. Um, interesting. It is a really cool technology that turns out, I think that was the thing to be excited about NVIDIA's 20 series, not the ray tracing. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was bizarre seeing like clothing textures, like as close as you can get to them, that still looked like perfectly high res. It does. Amazing. <laughs> So that was a big part of it. The sound design was incredible. The the atmosphere of the game and like its ambiance and the music that Ludwig Fasel did was very good. Um I found myself wanting to listen to the soundtrack out of the game, but I didn't do it until I beat the game. Mm-hmm. I still listen to it pretty often. It's cool. Um It must have a mood. It definitely has a mood. Yeah. Um I also need to check out Low Roar, the band that like most oh, of the yeah. songs are from. I think that's just a band Kojima likes, which I guess Oh, we didn't even talk about how it's just his friends in the game. I mean... Which I truly love. Yeah. I loved seeing Conan O'Brien in a game. That was great. Jeff Keighley. Is Conan O'Brien's wife really a cosplayer? I don't know. I don't know. That would be interesting. Herman Holst was in the game. Yep. Had a PlayStation Studios now. Something yeah. about that just makes it feel more like a, a human game. Right. Made yeah. by someone, which is great. Not just choosing some
1: default character thing. <laughs> yeah. Feel like... Cool. I need something to look generic. Be like, no, these are
0: real people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was occasionally annoyed, but always delighted. So, yeah, love it. So, last question. Yep.
1: Are you interested in the director's cut? Should
0: I be? Tell me about this. I know that it's like more stuff. I know Kojima hates that it's called the director's cut. Yeah, because it's not a cut. <laughs> yeah, right. It
1: is like, <laughs> this is, it is like the usually. We took a film term, which is director's cut, and applied it to video games, and it is not that. It is the opposite. It is a kind of deluxe expanded, expanded edition of a bunch of stuff that they've thought about either since or some stuff they didn't have in there when they started it. But um I'm interested,
0: but I wouldn't replay it. Yeah, I don't think long time.
1: Yeah, it would be it would be an interesting thing of like maybe in I don't know, five years yeah. to come back and be like how does this thing hold up? What do I think about it now with distance from, like, hopefully the pandemic is, yeah. is in the rearview mirror by then, which we're, I don't know if we're out of yeah. track. Yeah. We're not, not really routing there right now, but, um, and then to see like what other things have been added and be like, what it would kind of give into the theme of the world of it being connected and that things can grow and change in it, which would be kind wow. of interesting to, to explore. But I think that would be for a future, for a decade, maybe.
0: I also still have it installed. Like, I'm probably going to spend another 10 hours building out the full road network. Yeah. Which will probably prolong me wanting to replay the story for a little bit longer past... That um, makes sense.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely curious to hear more of what's in there outside of seeing trailers and also being confused. I'm like, why is there a racetrack and, like, a racing game in here now? It's
0: interesting. Well, now it has to be interesting.
1: Yeah, now now we've gone back to the Uh original narrative of
0: is a better racing game? Ash. Sure wouldn't have thought that, that would be a question they'd be asking, but I mean, we'd, Kojima's already on it. The vehicles do kind of suck. Will there be a sequel? No. I don't I think f- so. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fan. Yeah, well, the vehicles suck, but the like rising over the water is great. Yeah, that is true. Awesome. Death Stranding. What a game. Kojima production. I guess 100% of the Emotive Pixels crew that played this game recommends it. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Take that for what it is. Well, I guess that'll do it. Talk to you all next time. Thank you.